to Carson Chatter, a podcast focused on Carson City, the people who shape it, and the real estate that defines it. I'm Cena Lloyd, Carson City Library Director, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Garrett Lapierre, local realtor with Century 21 Jim Wilson Realty. In addition to another great guest interview this week, we have our weekly segments, Community Connections, and Lapierre's Corner. Stay with us, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Carson Shatter. We have some awesome guests this week. We have John Rogers and Maria Bravo from Capital City Circles Initiative. Thanks for coming on the podcast, guys. Thank you for having us. So, John, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about um, Capital City Circles Initiative and what it does and what what its mission is. The Capital City Circles is an anti-poverty nonprofit. It's been in existence in Carson City for about nine years. Um, What we do is we um, empower people who are in poverty to change their lives by giving them access to resources, both knowledge and human resources, that allow them to write and then execute a plan for themselves and how they're going to move themselves out of poverty. Love it, love it. So so you're not just talking in in verbal terms and you know putting these ideas you know a, a, a good quote that I really like is a a goal without a written plan is just a wish so you guys are actually putting it down on paper well and they say well you guys yes the participants put it down on paper we teach the participants how to write a goal and um, what a smart goal and we use the smart goal format which is very commonly used Um, and then and then um, they write their own plan um, to bring themselves out of poverty it's not it's not a it's not a lay on from on high so to speak you know all we do is just give people tools that they might not otherwise have and let them let them write a plan for themselves love it maria from your perspective what is capital cities initiative uh it's support a support system a way of of dealing with obstacles that we might find are very difficult and might not be able to get through. And I have a support from other um, people in the community that are willing to give me an ear and help me out and just take those obstacles out of the way or those excuses that we might put for not achieving those goals. So basically, if you see an obstacle, if you can't get around it or above it, then you find uh, a way underneath it, maybe under a table, <laughs> to <laughs> kind of get through it. And and these are the people that will give you that support to do it. That's great. So you had mentioned that this was also educational. Can you tell us a little bit about the educational programs that you take participants through? Oh, do you want to take that one, Maria? Or do you want me to take that uh, one? It's a 15-week program, and in every week we uh, talk about different subjects. For example, how to create a SMART goal, not only to have dreams, but how to take the steps or take one stone at a time to reach our goal between three months, six months, nine months, and up to 12 months. And we do that every single year, and we check them off as we go. Those are uh, We go through SMART goals. We talk about the differences between poverty, middle class, and upper class, and how we see them when we're in poverty and what they truly are. And we also talk about budgeting, uh, how sometimes we just live day to day and we can't seem to be able to save money because we don't have enough to scatter through. So we talk about different ways to do that. And mainly also giving an example of our kids. So every week we talk about something different. The way 
we were raised and the way our mind frame is and the way that can help us get ahead and actually accomplish what we set up to do. So it's very, it touches subjects that you normally don't talk about and that you really don't want to talk about. So it's very enlightening to see the opinions of other people around you and how they see life and how you see life and how I heard a quote that says, there's the truth, your truth, and my truth. So that's basically what it is. It's the way one person might see it might not be exactly the way the other person sees it, and it might not be the truth. And basically, that's what we touch base for 15 weeks and kind of get a feel of what we are walking into afterwards. Love it. So if you don't mind me adding, it's once a week for 15 weeks, right? We meet on Wednesday nights. We break bread together as a big group, and then um, the training is also done. It's more of a co-investigation than a, than a training. It's not, you know, some, some teacher tells you what you should do different. It's um, a discussion amongst the, all of the participants about what their lives are like and how these tools can be laid on top of their lives and to improve their lives. And there really isn't no obstacle. They also provide child care by actual professional teachers and tutors in the community that could help your child. My daughter goes, and she loves going. My nieces and nephews love to go. They're helped with homework, they t they're read to, they're talking to, they have the attention to themselves by the, care by the teachers and, and volunteers. And all of the people there are there because they want to and because they want to see you succeed. So there really is no excuse on why you can't attend except the lack of motivation. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read a stat that said 51% of um, people in America, this is just America, make less than $30,000 a year. Half of America makes less than $30,000 a year. And I, I, there's also, we've done the research, and um, a typical family on poverty consumes about $35,000 a year in public resources. And so if we can... Um, transition one family out of poverty, we save the taxpayers $35,000 in addition to the monumental benefits of just having a person not have to deal with the intensity of being in poverty every single day. Correct. Correct. Well, and, and, and I know um, we, we've talked about it on some of the other podcasts is in high school, they don't teach you how to balance a checkbook. They don't teach you, you know, how um, to, to create a budget. You know, I make X amount of dollars, how do I live within my means? There's none of those life skills. So when you get out of school, it's, okay, you gotta go figure that out by yourself. And, it, and you touched on you, someone's perception is their reality. And, and when you take no education and no training on how to create a budget, and then you have this perception of reality that I deserve to have these things, um, you know, it, it creates a, a, a monster, if you will, that, that makes it hard. You know, you got to bust through that glass. You know, for me, one of the main things that kept me going after a variety of obstacles that I just would just say, nope, I'm done. I don't want to, I'm done. I don't want to do this, um, is the fact that I could be an example to my daughter and everything I was doing and everything I was going through, she was realizing and seeing and and if I didn't reach those goals and if I didn't continue, then how was she ever expected to realize her dreams and continue and push forward? So for me, that was a big motivator to keep going. And after like five weeks, six weeks, I refused to go. I just didn't want to go for whatever reason in my mind that I had or excuse I had at the time. 
But my sister, my sister, my daughter was so in love with this program and the people and the environment that she continuously pushed me to keep going. And when I went through another hard time over the years that I didn't want to keep going, my allies, the people my, that were there to help me and support me to achieve these goals, they kept calling and saying, hey, are you okay? What's wrong? Um, I know you're down, but here we're here. And so they, they helped me get through that and continue going forward. And if it wasn't for them and for my daughter, I wouldn't be enjoying the, the, the success that I have to this point. I haven't reached all my goals, and I'm sure I won't for a long time, but I've reached goals that I never thought I could. And I'm in a place where I'm content where, where I am, but then there's people that say, hey, I know you're comfortable, but you got to keep going. You have so much more to do and so much more you want to accomplish. What happened? So that to me is amazing. And, and I have a lot to be grateful for to the people in circles and to that environment. And honestly, it's also about recipro reciprocity. It's about giving back. So one of the concepts is, yes, your help, but there, there'll be a point where you'll be so comfortable that you want to give back. And that's where I find myself right now uh, in the program. One of the reasons I'm here and I would do anything for Circles and for its new champions, which we have a new class just graduated. So there's a lot of women that are in the same place that I am. And I am more than happy to help in any way, shape, or form I can. Okay, so it, while you were talking there, you mentioned two things, allies and champions. Can either of you talk a little bit about what those are um, so that our listeners can have a better idea of how they fit into the circles? Um, I am a, currently a champion, which is a person that goes through the 15 weeks and is gone through all this these conversations with different people. And at the end of 15 weeks, you are paired up with different allies, people in the middle class or above that have success in their life and are willing to give back to the community. And I had great allies. I have great support group, great volunteers that helped me through. And so those are called allies. Those are people that want to see you succeed. They are the people, I was talking earlier about how to distinguish between allies and people that just wanted to keep you in that box of what they thought you were. Mm -hmm. So those are allies. Those are people that want to see you succeed, that want to see you improve, that want to see you change to better yourself. And a champion is someone that has the drive, that says, I want it. I want to keep going. And I want to achieve my goals. I want to improve for my family and make the changes needed because it's about change. You want to change. You want to be different. And there's a saying that says that you have to hit rock bottom to want to change. So if you're there and you feel that this appeals to you, then we are a great organization that is here to help you. John, how did you get involved in, in uh, Capital City Circles, Circles Initiative? I was involved from the very beginning. When I first heard, believe it or not, I, I heard about Circles, it was a one-paragraph uh, you know, blurb in the Nevada Appeal, and they said, oh, we have this idea, Capital City Circles, you know, helping people out of poverty, and for some reason it just struck me, and um, if there's one thing that I've 
learned over the years is that when when I'm attracted to something, I should I should chase it, right? Don't don't edit your gut instinct, my gut instinct. So yeah. I had a very strong gut instinct that I needed to get involved in this um, initiative, and so I just dove in and found out that what basically it was an idea. You know, somebody said, "Ooh, you know, we could solve poverty by um, creating relationships across class lines." And I, so I got there and I said, "Great, well, let's see the training materials. Let's see the." structured blah 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 there's none of that <laughs> and so we just set about writing it and <laughs> and um and uh and then we set about trying to organize it i mean there was a framework that had been established right but there was no significant experience with that framework on a national basis and so we just dove in and made it happen and and uh we were sort of we've always lived a little bit ahead of the curve on the uh, on the circles concepts um, so, and because of that, we are now a regional training center for Circle. So not only are we helping Carson City families, but we are mentoring uh, five other initiatives scattered around uh, California, Northern California, that are also doing the Circles model to help people in their communities. So we've really done a, we transitioned from invention to making it happen in Carson City, learning enough so that we thought we had something to share, and now, and now we're sharing. Love it. Love it. So, so someone had this bright idea, and a group of people just came together to to actually start it from the ground up. Well, actually, you know, the way it started was um, there when we when Carson City transitioned from being a town to a city when it got enough population to actually be a city. Some somebody and, I, and, and you know, the, but just so you know, the um, the God. Parents of the Capital City Circle Initiative are Shelley Aldine, who was a supervisor yeah, at that time. Great lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Father Jeff Paul from the Episcopal Church, who has been always been very involved in the community. And so, um, but there came there came a, a um, opportunity from the federal government said, "Hey, we want, we're looking for creative ways to address homelessness." Um, and so um, they, that was Shelley and Father Jeff and, and, and in association with the uh, um, Health and Human Services Department here in the city. They were brainstorming, hmm, how best to do this? And they came up with something called Health Smart, which was, um, um, uh, you know, and, and the, 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 the beginnings of the initiative and then that morphed into this circles concept when they became aware of the circles model. And so that's the very origins of, uh, of the circles, and that's about when I showed up. As soon when they when they morphed from Health Smart to ooh, this other idea of circles, and how can we implement that? And so then we we went on from there. Great, great backstory. <laughs> so I just have a couple questions based on some of the things that you've been talking about. Um, how many graduates have you guys had from circles in the time that you've been operating? Person. Uh, I don't. I, the latest count. I mean, last time I saw a count was about seventy, okay. seventy families awesome. um, that are, and, and all of them have made um, substantial progress by their standards against their life mm -hmm. goals. But uh, from an outsider looking in, the the, the, the uh, you know the the accomplishments of the various um, you know participants varies. You know mm -hmm. uh, because people mm -hmm. will because we allow people to write their own plans, so the results are by their mm -hmm. standards. Then I guess, and then how many, so every 15 weeks about how many participants do you have in the program? We shoot for classes of eight families. I think that's a functional size, a manageable size. And the classes have varied, I think, from about low of five to a maximum of 12 have gone through and have started in the class at any given time. So and, and and you you put them together. They you know they people don't come in on week four. You start on week one and get to week fifteen. 
Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we require participation in the class. I mean, if we're going to invest uh, the resources of Capital City Circles in helping people change mm -hmm. their lives, we expect them at a minimum to be able to show up for 15 weeks in a row and um, go through the class. And of course, that does limit participation, right? I mean, people who are in true uh, crisis in their lives, you know, aren't candidates for Capital City Circles. You need to have some level of stability, enough to be able to attend 15 weeks worth of classes before mm -hmm. you're a good candidate. And we know that. We don't want to waste their time or our time, somebody, somebody who doesn't know where they're going to sleep that night, right. you know, to say, oh, you need to learn about how to write a SMART goal. That is, you know, that's a, that's a waste of everybody's time. Right. Makes sense. Well, you know, and, and I, I, I do real estate training. So um, we just did last week, we did our written business plans. And the power of, I have this idea, I have this, this goal in my head, and putting it down on paper, and not just putting it down on paper, but reading it all the time, going back to it, looking at it, reflecting on it and having a main goal and then setting those little goals underneath it to help you you know the stepping stones as you said to get to that big goal if, if there if there's one episode one thing that people take away from this podcast you can literally change your life by setting a goal writing it down and following the steps and not just your life but the people around you mm -hmm. because they're following your example and a lot of the things that you learn you uh share and um, I have my niece who I always talk to and I have my daughter who I constantly tell her, I'm giving you everything you need, but you need to do the work. I am showing you the way, but no one can do the work but you. That's correct. And uh, those are concepts that you share with, um, with people around you. I tell my niece, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you wanna be? What are you doing to get there? And unfortunately, there's no direction. They're like, I don't know. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want to do. And so those are concepts that that you can implement yourself but also share with those around you that might be in the same situation or that are just starting their life and tell them, you know, it's some it's not something you keep to yourself. It's something that you want to spread around and and help because you are you're so grateful for how much they've helped that you want to help. And um, that's one of the reasons that I constantly keep myself in the loop and I'm constantly going there and just knowing that, that you have a family because with the time passing, that's what they become. You see them and the Wednesday meetings turn out to be your Sunday dinners, you know, and you look forward to seeing how the people are doing or how they're progressing or, and you end up enjoying it and seeing the changes and even though sometimes as champions we don't see it and we don't think it's a big deal but they do and and they see that all the effort and work and support is actually making a difference and that can be very satisfying and and very rewarding so it is yeah. okay so we've heard a lot about City Circles and uh, the city, is it City? Uh, Capital Cap City Circles Initiative. Yeah. And um, I guess a couple additional questions would be how is it funded? It's funded through grants. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I would, um, last time, I'm working from memory here, so don't hold me to this, but okay. you know, around a quarter of our money comes from grants from government agencies, and the rest of it comes from grants from individuals and, um, and foundations. That's great. And all volunteer? 
I, uh, we have one and a half paid staff. We have uh, we have an executive director that's paid, and we have a coordinator for the weekly meetings and for the recruiting of the of the participants, both the allies and the uh, and the champions. Um, and uh, everybody else is a volunteer. Okay, so how does one get involved to help and volunteer for this organization? Uh, so our, uh, you can look us up on Facebook, Capital, Capital, uh, Capital City Circles Initiative. Um, our website is capitalcitycircles.org. Capital okay. Um, uh, you can email us at capitalcitycircles at gmail.com. So just keep, keep the Capital City Circles in, uh, in, in mind. Or if you are um, old school, you can call us at 775-883-6506. And somebody um, will be happy to answer the phone and uh, and get you involved to whatever degree you want to be involved. And if you still have any questions about the program, there is a video called "A Day in the Life of Judy." Judy, and you can find it in the website, and you can go there and kind of get a better idea of what exactly it is. And just if you can relate to it, give us a call. Yeah. Where our doors are open and uh, welcoming. Everyone there is going to welcome you with open arms. So. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll give out the contact information again here at the end. The last question that I have for you guys and, and for each of you, what, and I know it's going to be hard to narrow it down to one, but what's the one thing that you'll always take with you about this program or that you're still carrying with you through this program? All right, I'll start as a, as a volunteer ally. I have learned so much about what it means to be a good mentor. You know, when I came into, into circles, into Capital City Circles, you know, I thought a mentor was like a teacher type of a role, right? I know something that you don't know, so I, so I transmit it to you and you thank me and say, oh, you know, I learned something. It's not it. You know, I mean, being a good mentor is just walking side by side with another human being while they change their lives and, 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 and looking for opportunities to make a contribution, on, you know, as they go. And that's incredibly gratifying. Um, thing to do for another human is to just walk with them, take you know, go for a walk with them while they change their lives. It's unbelievable. Yep, yep. And showing some empathy, you know, some empathy can go a long way. Yep. Honestly, I couldn't narrow it down. There's so much about this program that I love and I I support. And honestly, for me, it's just the relationship I have with my allies to this day. It's just knowing that they're there. Even though I may not see him often, but just knowing that they're there and seeing John every Wednesday and seeing the families, you know, that for me is the most amazing. Um, just talking and, and seeing how much they're improving from point A to point B. Even with my own um, champions that, um, that went through the same thing. I have a a girl that went through the class with me and she is now an ally. She has done so well that she has transitioned into an ally. So that to me is, is amazing. And seeing the kids grow, they're amazing. They First you see them at six and then they're 15 and you're like, wow, what happened? You know? Yeah, I got, I got almost five-year-old and I'm going, where the heck did five years go? Exactly. Okay, so um, thank you guys so much for being on. Um, when we do repeat the contact information, can you also let us know where your classes are and where you're doing this in our community? Okay, so uh, capitalcitycircles.org. Uh, we're on Facebook. 
Um, uh, where we meet every Wednesday at St. Peter in the back room of St. Peter's Episcopal Church on Division Street. It's two blocks north of King Street um, on, on Division. Um, we are not a, um, a church-based organization. We're a secular organization, but we get a lot of support from the various churches, and one of the pieces of support we get is the use of that back room at the Episcopal Church on every, every Wednesday it's night. It's a beautiful building. I walk by it almost every day. <laughs> yes, it is. Hey, um, and then also um, capital, capitalcitycircles.org is the website. I want to give that again. And thank you both very much for coming on thank you. and telling us about your organization. Maria, for sharing your story. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Um, we're very happy to be here. Thank you. You bet. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Carson Chatter. You can subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud apps to get new episodes as they are uploaded. Once you've subscribed, please leave a review as it makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Please engage with us via social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by simply searching for Carson Chatter. You can also email us at carsonchatterpodcast at gmail.com. See you again soon, and please don't forget to tell a friend about this podcast.